podcasting live from Redondo Beach, California. This is Another Take with Mike Sutherland and Jeff Neeson. Hey everyone and welcome to Another Take. Uh, I'm joined today by Mr. Clay the Carpenter Guida. Say what's up, Clay. Yo, yo, yo. What's happening, guys? Thanks for having me on the show. And Yasad Williams. Aloha. A regular. So, someone regular guest now. I know. <laughs> yes. Hey, we're making this a regular thing. Would, would you call me a member? Uh, you're close to it. Okay. You're definitely close. Jeff could not be here today because uh, we're usually joined by a friend of mine, Jeff uh, right Neeson, on? who you may have met at a Pepper show I once or so. twice. Thanks for letting me hang out, Jeff. Yeah. Appreciate and, uh, it. I hope I'm able to uh, walk in your footsteps. Yeah, he's uh, he's at a bachelor party this weekend. Oh, boy. So I get, yeah. I get the shaft. I get stuck here, and he's at a bachelor party. What, yeah. in Vegas or something or down in Actually, New Orleans? Yeah, he is in Vegas. Imagine yeah. that. Yeah. That's original. <laughs> so what's going on with you, Clay? Um, Clay, you're MMA fighter. Let's hear a little bit about your story. Like, what, what, what got you into MMA? Um, as a matter of fact, my brother, uh, Jason Guida, got me into MMA. Um, I remember watching it. It the same old stories. A lot of guys when they were younger. I was uh, wrestling in seventh or eighth grade and uh, had been wrestling since I was little. And I was at my buddy Jared's house. And back when um, Shamrock and Dan Severn, they were fighting, we would rent them on VHS and watch them. And I'm like, these guys are crazy. And that's when, like, Oleg Taktarov and then the big sumo wrestler and Hoist Gracie. It would be a right. you know 160 pound guy versus a 200 or 360 pound guy, and there was no, virtually there was no rules. You know, right, I think right. this is when they were still bare. You know, um, bare knuckle, yeah. eye rake stuff like that, punches to the nuts. You know, just craziness. And I'm like, I loved wrestling. I'm like, these guys are out of their minds. I remember this dude, um, that Russian guy Oleg Taktarov, who's done some uh, some stunts and some films and things like that. And, he was just, he was wearing the white gi or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. it's for whatever uh, martial art he was in. Yeah. He was just, his face was broken, his nose was busting, there was blood all over, and he's still, like, sitting there up against the fence, like, with a half grin in his face. I'm like, like, these dudes are so gnarly. I'm yeah. like, it's nothing I'll ever do. I just want to wrestle, and I don't know, 10 years, 15 years after that, I found myself in a cage somehow, and uh, <laughs> just watching my bigger brother, you know, my older brother Jason did it, and he he's fought the who's who, you know, he got me into it. I always followed in his footstep, uh, footsteps in sports, and baseball wrestling football anything my big bro bigger cooler brother did i wanted to do too and i wanted to be you know um you know learn from him and uh so he's been uh he's been my guidance and um so I, you know i owe a lot to him and now uh, now we're here that's awesome epic yeah uh you've got a big fight coming up looks like you got april it. 4th two weeks from tomorrow man can't oh. wait brother i know we're so stoked to see you uh training here where i live now and we're uh uh Mike, aka Mitch, is from the South yeah. Bay. I almost, I almost feel I've been to one of your fights before in Chicago, which was which was an amazing experience. But uh, uh, you training so close to home now, it's like I almost feel like I'm fighting. It is <laughs> amazing. Yeah. I, dude, you guys really are fighting. I mean, you, my friends, my family. I consider you guys. You guys support me, and you're in there with me with with every punch, with every beat of sweat that drops unfortunately yeah. sometimes with every bit of blood that drops you know what i mean right um just every every ounce of energy is uh you know i, I feel it through my fans and my family and my friends and that's what it's all about you know i'm never in there by fighting by myself um it's always uh it's a team effort and that's what i think we, um, we've been very very fortunate you know to uh to have along the way yeah. great support system you know my it's funny you bring that up my girlfriend uh is actually friends with john who you've got on, on your hat john robles <laughs> Uh, and, uh, she says that she's been invited to a few fights from her and she, she can watch it on TV, but she says when she's there in person, it's too much for her. How does your family take it? Like, I mean, they've kind of been around it because of your brother, but yeah, you know what? It's a, it's a good point. It's not for everyone. Um, 
even when um, when my brother corners me and coaches me, I know he has a hard time just in the same as his back. When I'm in there, it's just whatever, dude. To me, it's just a wrestling match with kicks and punches. When I'm co- uh, cornering my brother and when he's mm-hmm. fighting, I'm like, I'm a nervous wreck because you right. can only control so much. You can only yell and scream to him instructions and what to do, but you can't dictate what he's what's right. going to happen the next um, the next step, whatever it is, you know. My folks, my old man, just he's an old badass from Chicago. He grew up fighting in the alleys and stuff like that, you know, with the, you know, the crazy Italians up on the north side of Chicago. So um, he grew up with nine brothers and sisters and getting beaten up and yeah. beating people up all the time, you know. So he he loves it. He he's always wanted to get in there, but you know he's sixty years old. So right. um, my mom is is big a fan and bigger big supporter as anybody. He's my you know they're my best friends and she has times you know what I mean where like whoever's sitting next to her. At the fight doesn't matter right she's grabbing them yeah. right we'll have we'll have gouges in their legs um she's had times after some fights where i've you know got my butt kicked all over the ring or whatever um she's dug her fingernails into her palms you know what i mean oh. like, if some, my manager one time when i was fighting uh i had a, a pretty wild fight with uh, diego sanchez a, a, a few years back and during the first round, it was crazy. I was a bloody mess. He sliced me wide open, and uh, we were just going back and forth, just rock him, sock him, mm-hmm. robots. And my manager told me after the fight, he's like, dude, your mom was so intense. She was not because the UFC put him like front row. It was in the, in the pearl at the palms, you know? Right. They're like, your mom, she was rolling around on the concrete floor. If you could only <laughs> see. And he's like, I didn't know what else to do. I grabbed her by the head, and I'm like, Debbie. He's winning you because I was turning the tide of the fight and I spun right. her around because she couldn't watch and spun around. And then she like just, you know, lost it again. So she started going just haywire. And she's crazy, man. She's been um, she's one of those moms, super supportive, super awesome. But she's been kicked out of <laughs> gymnasiums that my brother has wrestled in that I've wrestled in. Just, you know, coming after referees. Of course. <laughs> it's, it's pretty fun. Like, I wish reality TV was around back then. You yeah. know what I mean? Because uh, I'm sure there would have been a show about her. That's what I call quality parenting. Right Absolutely, there. man. All right. Can you we, imagine we your dad down. rolling around on the floor at a pepper show? <laughs> I know. Not I without think, some think, sort of ingestion of drugs. I, was just I know I've seen some fans rolling. Yeah, yeah that's true. That's true. Yeah. Um. It, so, uh, Clay, talking about from what I've heard of how you kind of came up with uh, your career, I, I kind of relate it to, <clears throat> you know, there's different ways to build a band. You know, there's, there's, you can get the big record deal and make the huge album, and then, and then there you go. Or you can spend time grinding out on the road, grassroots, kind of like, yeah, kind of like how. I mean, that's how we did it. We did, and we did it out of default because it was all we knew because we heard that you can, you should go buy a van and go start touring this thing called touring, whatever. Mm-hmm. But you did it kind of the same way, right? And you, you built this big grassroots following that, that, that started literally following you around, and you were kind of got a little grateful dead of the mma world vibe of your own going yeah i think that's you know kind of why we we stand apart we stand you know in a different uh building some martial art mixed martial arts wrestlers and some athletes because we kind of you know started training in the midwest and very thankful and grateful to all those guys that you know that got me got my start and got me you know the, the big fights early and stuff like that and taught me you know showed me the ropes and then um i just wanted to be around um i had to put myself in there against you know higher competitors in the ufc level at the time strike force and you know so i could get my butt kicked and uh and know what it's like and i you know i I bought an rv i bought i bought a you went on tour you got it i got on tour yeah (laughs) pretty much got a winnebago and i i went out west man and was just living in um koas and campgrounds all over the country and just going from gym to gym and and training man and grinding and hustling and 
nothing uh nothing glorious about it but i don't need anything fancy that's just to, that's not how i was brought up and that's that's not me you know what i mean so right. we, we stuck what was, what was close to us and important to us and um i think once people started hearing about how we were kind of getting uh, the best of both worlds and being able to go from gym to gym and stuff like that and learn from great instructors that some people you know that took a liking to it so we've been very uh <clears throat> very excited about that yeah, it's definitely a different atmosphere than a lot of like athletes that I've noticed. A lot more humble. Like most fighters are more humble, and it may just because be because you you know you're getting literally kicked in the face every night. Mm-hmm. Like you can't be a complete asshole. It's very humbling. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, would, I would imagine at least you can't have that big of an ego when you go in and you're literally about to you know walk out with a, a black eye. You know, worse than that. I mean, and and you just what are you supposed to do? Exactly, and wrestling i think uh, you know growing up wrestling that uh you know that kind of that defined the, to me it's the foundation of the sport you know what i mean and that's mm-hmm. where i think i learned those uh <clears throat> those um traits earlier you know early on and check your ego at the door man because if not you're gonna yeah, get you're your gonna... head shoved up your butt you know what i mean right, you're right. gonna you don't ever want to be yeah you want to be the best guy in the gym but then you know it's time to move on to another place. You don't really want to be the best guy in the wrestling room. You always want to be learning and, and absorbing from other people and stuff like that. So it's uh, it's one of those things that uh, teach you, wrestling teaches you great values and uh, just you know great way of life. I just was listening to an interview with another um, MMA guy who um, started a coffee company and he's the uh, uh, I can't think of his name Keith right Jardine? now. Jardine. Yeah. Keith no. Man coffee. And yeah, but the other guy, not Tate Keith. Fletcher. Tate Fletcher. Tate, yep. And uh, got it. He he made the same point. He said that like the foundation that he learned as a wrestler growing up was a really big part in his life and continues to be. And it got him out of a lot of trouble and everything. And and that foundation kind of continues to to build up. Like he started the caveman coffee thing, which you're familiar with. And it's a pretty. Have you heard the cave? You know, yeah. Kaleo's been drinking it, or it's a version of what Kaleo drinks, mm-hmm. which is uh, it's it's like this crazy coffee bean ground up, and then you mix it with ghee. Okay. And then um you ghee butter. Ghee butter. Mm-hmm. Um and then what else is it? And, and coconut oil? Yep. And then they blend it and it's the super smooth and it doesn't give you the acid or anything and or the the, the come down from a normal cup of coffee. Oh. And something about the fat in the ghee or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's the yeah, it's that good fat. Yeah. You got it. Do you know yeah. about that? Do you know? Super healthy. I don't drink a whole lot of coffee, but uh, Keith always tries to get me, you know, and Tate try to get me to drink it and stuff like that. But um, those guys, they're just, uh, they're awesome. Their company's really taking off. They give me yeah. like the, the MCT oil that goes in it and the coconut oil and stuff like that, you know. I've just never been a fan of the taste of coffee for some reason. My parents, right. they're coffee drinkers. My brother's turned into one now. My son, I'm, I'm the... The lone lone ranger, man. I just don't really enjoy the taste of it. I'll stick with my teas and my juices and stuff like that, you know. But uh Caveman Coffee's really taken off, man. They're yeah. great. Looks looks pretty cool. Uh he's from New Mexico too. You got it. Which Hardcore, is man. which is where you're training or you yep. were training because you just moved down here. Yep. It's also my mother's homeland. Oh, really? Yeah, my whole mom's side of the family's from Albuquerque. Really? The Borque, man, the five oh five. Yeah. Do you remember our random experience in Albuquerque the last time we were there? Um, just refresh my memory there. It involved vegan sushi. Oh yes, and the uh, drummer of uh, Fallout Boy. Who coincidentally, I was driving up to SIR for a rehearsal. For yeah, the, this band I, I started working for, and guess who? Who I see walking across the street to Ocean Way. Him? He's the drummer for Fallout. That's he was. He was a super cool dude. <laughs> he was super cool. Yeah. I mean, it takes a lot of balls. It's like some dude walks up to you, he's like, "Hey, man." You're sitting alone for dinner. Do you want to come yeah. uh, eat with us? We uh, we all had a day off. That's why in Albuquerque, and it just so happened like the Paramore, Fallout Boy, everyone like all these bands had a day off, and we went to this vegan sushi place. Which, uh, well, we found out 
Albuquerque is known for some good vegan food. Yeah. And uh, Roland, and he's uh, sitting there by himself, so we invited him to come eat with us, and he was super cool. Turns out, like I'm sure even with the uh, MMA world, it's a tiny industry small once industry, you get in. Yeah, once world. you get into it. So we started talking, and it was like, oh, yeah, well, oh, yeah, and so many mutual friends and whatnot. But, yeah, so it, it, all the industries, uh, they get small. They, get they really do. They really do. I'm gonna have to check that spot out next time too. The vegan sushi, huh? yeah, Albuquerque. All right. Yeah. It was in like a pretty hip little section. It, we it, we were staying at the DoubleTree, which is like in the downtown area. Was it on Central Ave with the original Route 66, where all the hippie sto- shops and stuff like that? Probably. Stores, yeah, magazine so. Probably. shops, comic so. shops. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's a cool town, man. I tell you what. When I moved out there, I was a little hesitant at first, just because I, it's the wild, wild west. You know what Big I mean? Time. Yeah. You know, but it's a really cool place. One thing I thought was going to suck was the food. The food's incredible. Their barbecue, mm-hmm. their sushi, their Thai food I love. Um, they have the food's out of, you know, it, it's lights out. And as far as being a sketchy town, it's gotten a lot better. Absolutely. Over, over like, even well, from we first started going there playing at Sunshine Theater Sunshine and whatnot. Theater, it's like, a, yeah, I mean, even from, I mean, I don't know, that was probably in the mid to like 2005 ish or something. Mm-hmm. And since then, it's night and day. Yeah. It's gotten a lot better. Well, and I mean, you, you've been there for how long? Or you yeah, were about, there. Yeah, about five years. Yep. Five years. So that's like pretty much when when um, uh, Breaking Bad started to take off. You got it, man. I was like, did you see that transition? What was that like? It was funny because I was living in a Winnebago, living in an RV. <laughs> and, yeah, on, 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 I was on, wearing on, a yellow hazmat right, suit. It was right. weird. Yeah. <laughs> With a, a gas mask on. Yeah. And, um, you know, because I started seeing previews for it on, um, on AMC, and I never really got the... You know, because I lived in a van down by the river on an Indian reservation, man. So I never really had. I would I would rent DVD or I would go buy DVDs. I didn't catch up with TV all the time because I'm always at the gym. It's hard to follow a show. Right, right. Yeah. So a good friend of mine who happened to be my chiropractor in the gym, chiropractor Todd and his wife, they're like, "Here, dude, right before I fought Pettis that first camp, or uh, I'm sorry, that right when I got the camp for that fight." He's like, here, take this DVD. I'm like, uh, season one of Breaking Bad. I'm like, I don't know, dude. You know, and I looked at it for a week or sitting on my little coffee table whatever and uh finally threw it in i texted him and his wife at like two or three in the morning i'm like you pricks and i was just hooked on it it really is like blue yeah the meth i was hooked like a crackhead yeah and i started just passing that dvd around to my teammates and we would find each other you know me cub swanson isaac valley flag ryan jensen all these mma all these ufc fighters up till two or three in the morning we're like Looking, to, man. Oh, we got a spar yeah. at nine a.m. Should yeah. we go to bed? One more, one more episode, man. It's like, yeah. wow, make one more batch, you know? Right. <laughs> With, that, that's uh, so Walter funny. White and Pinkman. That's so funny because on the summer tour, I had the realization that when people would tell me they hadn't seen Breaking Bad yet, I was like, wait, I'm jealous of you. Yes. Yeah, we did have this conversation. <laughs> yes. We we had a conversation where like. If you had like the little flashy thingy from Men in Black, yeah. you know you could choose what you wanted to not remember. Right. Like I don't want to know what happens in Breaking Bad, so just erase that part of my right. brain, exactly. just so I can watch that in- entire thing again. Don't ruin it for me. So, yeah, I mean, what an inc- incredible show! And we were lucky enough to, uh, you know, because like you said, they're they're on set or uh, you know film there, and we got to go on set a few times. I bumped into uh, Jesse Pinkman at o- o- O'Hare Airport. We got to go on set with. Um, with Brian Cranston, he was right down the road from my uh, my buddy Isaac Valley Flag's house, and these guys are super super welcoming. John, uh, yeah. Remember Michael from the show, Jonathan Banks from like yeah. Forty Eight Hours, stuff like that. We, yeah. Super yeah. super nice guy from Chicago invited us in. We got to have you know food with him in the trailer trucks or whatever. Just regular dudes, and to see Brian Cranston go uh, into 
Walter White mode. He he was just telling us stories about you know I'm a big Seinfeld fan. I always asked him how it was to work with uh, with Elaine. I always thought oh, Elaine yeah. was super sexy, you know. And um, he was telling us stories about that about Jay Leno just you know being a regular guy. And all of a sudden they're like, all right, Brian, time to go. And he grabbed his suitcase and boom, he just flipped the switch. We're like, whoa, it was like magic, man. So oh, it was so really crazy. Cool. Do you feel like in in a fight you kind of have to build up to that? Like yeah. you can't do that. You can't just. It's flip just, right over. It's flipping that switch, for, you know, from locker room mode. Because even in the locker room, you know, we're we're twenty minutes out. Sometimes we get us our two, three hours for the fight. They wrap your hands, you hang out, you turn some music on. I start with some pepper, I start with some fish, some Grateful Dead, Mellow, Mellow, and I'll start cranking Metallica or, or Pantera. Or, oh, nice. You know what I mean? And just yeah. kind of it kind of builds up. And we're still having a good time. We're not just in the blah 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 hitting mitts yeah. and wrestling the whole time. But it's there's a fine line. There's a balance. You know what I mean? And that's where um, supposedly. The Iceman Chuck Liddell got his uh got his nickname. You know, just he was cool as ice. They said in the locker room, and that's how I think most of them are. You know, there's some guys that are probably super tense. Maybe they're nervous, so that's just how they compete. But we're having a good time, joking with my coaches, my brother, having fun, and realize that when we're walking out, you know, that's my concert. When we're yeah. slapping hands with the fans and seeing my mom and my friends, and you know, locating him and stuff like that, and uh, in the crowd, that's when it's game time, man. That's right. That's my concert. I'm the lead singer. I'm the drummer. I'm the sound guy. I'm going yeah. to I'm going to war, and I'm that's my stage. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm taking yeah. control. Those people are there to see me. And uh, yeah, you flip that switch. My brother cracks me in the face. We jump in there. We do our business. We flip the switch off at the end. We go have fun, man. Yeah. yeah. Did you witness that firsthand when you were at the show, at the uh, the fight? Yeah. Well, I was thinking the whole time you were saying that. It's like you, you say how that's your concert. And you just what what I noticed is you're just so in the zone. Like it's just you're like he's in it. He's in it. And and yeah, it's 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 crazy to watch. It's one of those chicken skin type moments, you know what I mean? Or or goosebumps. Yeah. It's intense, man. You know, and I've I've seen I've been I'm as big a fan as I am a competitor too, and I've been to some pretty big uh, you know, UFC events. I've been to Super Bowls, I've been to have not been to a World Series yet, I've been to uh, college national championships, Rose Bowl, stuff like that. And I gotta say, being live at a, a big UFC fight when those lights go black, yeah, when you see those, those, light, those fighters, oh. I mean I'll, I, people always ask me what it's like. I say take the five or ten best concerts you've ever been to, and you know, and put it in inside of five or fifteen minutes for a fight. That's the only way I can I can compare right. it. You know what I mean? But the production it's it's an event. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It really isn't to see. I was at UFC 100 front row, and when Brock Lesnar fought Frank Mir, and they you know they came out, and I mean it was just it was UFC 100, man. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It, it was just crazy to see where the sport has come from and. I remember Brock coming out to enter Sandman. I was like, "Whoa!" Yeah. I was about to jump out of my skin, yeah, that's, dude. That's it awesome. was it was insane. You you know? Know, yeah, and that that's funny hearing that up. Like that, th- those intros mean so much. Those intros. I don't know if you caught this in the Super Bowl, but did you hear what the fucking Seahawks came out to this year at no. the Super Bowl? Oh my God! It was a uh, bittersweet symphony oh. by um, what yeah. are they called? Oh. Oh uh, my the God. Verve. The, the Verve. verve. The Verve pipe. Yeah, the Verve. It's, it's just it. the Verve, right? Yeah. Because there the is the Verve, verve and pipe. Yeah, but okay. just the Verve, yeah. I don't remember what the Patriots came what out is that? to. That's a wrong but it was way fucking better. Because right. <laughs> the Verve really. It's like a wedding song or something. Yeah. Like, it was the most. Yeah. I, and I said it right. I was a, I was up in Big Bear with, with Mickey, my girlfriend. And I just remember thinking, who the fuck picked that? Who allowed it, right? Yeah. Uh, Why would you come out to that same, song? Same person Hold that on. called that a pass play, huh? I'm like, exactly. <laughs> yeah. A pacifist, man. It's like you're going to go smash heads for an hour of football on the biggest stage, the biggest yeah. event in the world, and that's what you're coming yeah. out to. Oh, like, okay. this is, I'm sorry, 
what in in this says let's get pumped? Yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> this is to me. Let, let's you know go do the, yoga. Yeah. This is what I'm all yeah. about. You know. You know, there's a. It's so soothing. Isn't this a Rolling Stones sample that they looped? Yeah, they part? got sued for it. They yeah. did. Yeah. What what oh, part of the God. songs? What part of the songs? The Rolling Stones part. Um. I think that part. Like literally that dun dun dun. Gotcha. Dun dun dun. And then hold on, let me look up what the Patriots came out to because it is fucking far superior. I just uh, no, that just doesn't even zero pump up quality whatsoever. Yeah. What whatsoever? I want to make a sexy time to this song. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. Crazy Train by Ozzy. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, no contest, I guess. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I'm going to say that that wins. Like, that or this. Now back to that jumping out of your skin feeling that, right. uh, that Clay was just talking about. See, the verb I want to turn down so we can just talk over it. Yes, yeah. I want to turn up so we don't it's talk. Right. <laughs> yeah, that is a walkout song. This is kind of weird for you, Yasad, but if you were an athlete, yeah, what would you walk out to? Um, <laughs> What do you mean if, dude? Yeah, what do you mean if? Well, uh, up on a surfboard? It Come would on. probably be, I would say, uh, uh, Metallica Fight Fire with Fire. Dude. Which my I, favorites, man. Yeah, I've, I've, been I get, I've, been getting, I've been listening to some old Metallica lately. Oh. And also, I've been wanting to talk to you about this, Mitch. This, uh, this, which, of course, Lars's early drumming was, hold, hold was on, very, hold on. Let's play this. Was very jazzy. But when, when the drums come in, the beat starts turning itself back and forth inside, like, the snare's the one, and then the hi-hat's the one, and then just listen to the drums. Let me know if I'm crazy. Okay. You know what I mean, though, right? The, yeah. The, it keeps going inside out. I feel like you guys are following me around. I was just listening to Master Puppets all day yesterday and the day before. My, you know, my CD. That I love that album. That is the quintessential thrash metal album. album. Kill Em All is awesome. Puppets is great. Injustice for All, but I mean, there's... Oh, oh. Yeah, here it comes. I just want to punch something. I think we just chose Clay's new walkout song. I tell you what, when I fought at the Oracle in Oakland, we came out to uh, Frayed Ends of Sanity. Oh. Wait, which song? Frayed Ends of Sanity. Hear them calling me. Oh, and you know what? Unfortunately, I hate to bash the Oracle. The sound, the sound system wasn't that great, so it took me to look when I got to the actual cage to actually hear it. But I know the other people heard it, but I need to hear the music too, right? Man, right. You know? hey. <laughs> like you're saying, you can't if you can't hear your own concert, you're kind of screwed. <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh yeah. Oh man, my uh, my mom took me to see this tour in 1989 or something. I was like 11 years old or something at the at the Blaisdell Arena and in, yeah. in uh, you have in the Oahu. coolest mom in the history of moms and music. Pretty, pretty much, pretty much. But uh, yeah, I remember the whole. They had the big statue 
on stage, a huge, like, I don't know, look, when I, back then it looked like it was like a thousand feet tall, but who knows how high it was. And then during Injustice for All, the last song they played, the whole thing blew apart, the head rolled off it, and like, it was, it was the greatest thing I've ever seen, still to this date. I just saw a, a video. Um, it's crazy because I'm a monitor engineer for you guys, as you know. I, I nerd out on YouTube videos about sound guys. It's no, weird. really? Yeah, yeah. It's, weird. it's you know nothing nerdy about that. <laughs> yeah, true, uh, true. So I'm doing my research and I found this like awesome video that somebody recommended to me of, of Metallica uh, doing monitors and how like they have two two monitor guys, right? One uh, for two for one for Lars and uh, James, and then one for um, oh my Rob, Robin Kirk. Yeah, yeah, Robin Kirk. And uh, they're uh, they show a video of. Lars warming up in like a sound check and it was it was really I don't I don't know if it was upsetting was he freaking on the monitor guy no he just didn't look like a drummer for the oh. first time in my life I looked at him and I was like it might just be his age or I, maybe he just doesn't care he was wearing like well like Kirk Hammett looked like looked ridiculous oh he just was wearing, like aesthetically you mean like, yeah, what yeah, you, yeah, oh, yeah yeah because oh, it's sound yeah. check yeah you know like I remember Brett yelling at me for for videotaping a sound check and putting it on Instagram once. <laughs> and Brett, I didn't really no. understand it. And I think I might understand now it now. Because <laughs> you're not like mentally in it. You know, there's no, there's really nothing like that. Like I'm sure when, when you're shooting like a promo for a fight, like you're not going to be dressed like some just run of the mill. Like you're not going to look like me, like in a, in a t-shirt and a dicky pair of shorts. Like, like Brett just in the video and I re rewatch it. I think I've since deleted it. <laughs> you I get force. it. You yeah. get it. Yeah, I, I get it. I'm like, okay, yeah, that's that's not the best representation of the band. Although it is a cool moment right. of like, okay, yeah, they're backstage. Like this is this is the band kind of prepping. Like, no, it, it doesn't it doesn't show you in a good light. And I don't think that video showed them in a good light. Yeah. James, I will say James always looks like a badass though. Yeah. Like Kirk looked weird because he was wearing like a built bent over bas uh, baseball hat with the really the duck bill, you know, was super rounded off and then like just a, a tank top and like like um what are they called like training shorts right he just didn't look there was nothing metal about him but you know I get it now yeah. I, I get Brett's Brett's concern makes sense makes sense so <clears throat> while we're doing this Clay is um actually he's he's taking a bite uh, out of some food for himself because uh, he's in the middle of training would you mind once you finish that bite what just talk about what what it is for you training like the last two weeks this has to be the busiest time for you. Yeah, you know this is the grind time, man. Um, <clears throat> we've had a nice, uh, nice camp down here in uh, in the South Bay and up in um, in Glendale. Been doing some boxing up in Sacramento with uh, you know Ultimate Fitness and uh, <clears throat> Faber and those guys and Mendez and a good just a good group. Lance Palmer and the Glendale places uh, where uh, Rousey works. Yeah, there. exactly. Great boxing guys over there. Um, good coach. Yep. What What are the uh, two training facilities again? Uh, there's here in South Bay. Yeah, I've been over here at the at Systems working out with Johnny Robles and um, Oh yeah. <clears throat> Christos Giag uh Giagos actually he has a fight tomorrow. Oh uh, right, right, right. Yeah, and in Brazil. He's fighting a local guy from down there, so we're pulling for him. Christos local guy from uh from Hawthorne. So uh Nice. Pulling for him, man. It's gonna be a good one. And then another teammate of mine, Andre Feel his last name is Feely, so his nick his nickname is Touchy Feely. <laughs> and uh, as it should oh, be, he's a great guy, man. So uh, we got two two guys fighting tomorrow, and uh, down in Brazil, and um, yeah, it's gonna be great. So uh, yeah, the last two weeks, and people ask, oh, when do you pull, you know, when do you pull the reins? So what is this last week or is next week your last hard week? I'm like, dude, there ain't no time, yeah. there ain't no rest, man. I, I I don't get off the gas pedal until after I get my hand raised. You know what I mean? And a lot of guys are different. You know what I mean? Some guys. 
you know, they pull the reins a week early, you know what I mean? But, uh, yeah, we're not sparring 100% the week of the fight, but, you know, right. we're, we're not going through the motions. We are plugging away, and we are getting the most out of each workout, and we know we're mentally prepped, we're dialed in, and we're, we're priming, man. It's uh, We're ready for that fight night, and that's all we're thinking about. When's your weigh-in? Um, it is 24 hours before the fight, so it'll be April 3rd. April it'll be 3rd. a Friday. Yep, it's always a day before the fight. And, uh, yeah, you guys caught me eating my little... Uh, my last meal of the day, and it is Good Friday, so I'm having some uh, some fish. I got a little tilapia, some asparagus, some brown rice. Yeah, it and looks everything. really healthy. So, yeah, it's not too bad, man. And, and who's the homies that have been uh, providing the food for you? The- oh, this is my buddy Todd Abrams. They're over at Icon Meals. I met him at the LA Fit Expo last month, and uh, it's like food. Yeah, it's food prep, and they're out of Frisco, Texas, and they send this stuff all over all over the country, man. And um, they've been hooking me up really? and, uh, with some custom diet meals and stuff. It's super healthy, and it's not like what people think diet food, like nutrition, like it's gonna this stuff is it tastes great it's fresh there's no preservatives it's good for five or six days and uh yeah they're they're definitely um hitting out of the ballpark they set the bar and like food delivery you know around the country so they give it to you um like once a week twice a week yeah um once a week for now they're sending me like 20 something meals and i'll do like two i'll have like two meals a day you know what i mean because uh the diet as the weight comes down, you know what I mean. I don't need to eat that much, and uh, you know, right. I'm just supplementing with you know a lot of fruit, a lot of protein, stuff like that. So, um, these guys have been super, uh, super helpful and, and supportive, and um, yeah, their company's growing, and uh, it's nice for them to to help us out along the way. Yeah, that's really cool. There's a place in in Hermosa that does something similar to that. I heard you guys was it My Fit Foods? My, My Fit Foods. Foods huh? Yep, yep <laughs> they, they do, and I think uh, Russell Wilson from the Seahawks again. He trained down here at the yard uh, yep. the last two seasons. Yeah, before the season began, and, and it was doing the My Fit Foods thing. Nice. Yeah, nice place is great. I first uh, first one I was at of those was in uh, in Texas, and yeah, they're great. They're you know dialed in on their um, <clears throat> the nutrition facts and everything. So My Fit Foods is definitely doing uh, they're doing big things. And it's yeah, it's good to find uh, what they call what our grandparents used to call food these days, <laughs> real real food. What we right. call these days, but um, so yeah, you were talking. There's the fights in Brazil, and then you were talking that there's the wrestling. Too, yeah, this on? is a big weekend for college sports. Obviously, mm-hmm. you know, there's March Madness in basketball, but what wrestlers like to call it, we call this March Madness, you know, as a being on a wrestling mat. <laughs> and um, this is a huge weekend. It's the NCAA finals. Uh, the NCAAs are going on. They started, uh, th- it's Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and they're in St. Louis at the Scott Trade Center where the St. Louis Blues play for all those hockey fans. And it's just, uh, this is the pinnacle. This is the Super Bowl. This is the playoff, everything. All that these Division One wrestlers work for so, for so long, for their whole lives. They're out there putting it on the line right now, and um, so many of these kids, you know, I I grew up watching, you know, or I I watched them grow up wrestling, you know, in, in junior high and, in, and through the ranks in high school, and now they're they're on ESPN. This is every every kid's dream, and yep. and we're um, we're super excited that ESPN is actually um, they're putting it on TV. You know what yeah, I mean? So right. it's on. First it was on ESPN ESPNU, and now it's on ESPN tonight, and uh, the, the finals are tomorrow. So it's huge, man. Yeah, you you and I were talking before the show, but like it's it's I I had not seen it until this year, but you said last year was the first year where ESPN's doing it, Correct. and they're not just they're pumping it pretty heavy too, big they're, time, man. And that's cool. That's cool to see. I was actually pretty excited about it. It's really cool. They're doing good promos, good commercials. You know, where they'll have Gable on there talking. They'll have the Brands Brothers from Iowa. You know, the Ohio State coaches, Nebraska coaches, Illinois coaches. So it's pumping it up, just doing the. You know what I mean? And right. they're really bringing it to the forefront as much as they can because if I don't know if you guys remember, but last year, Olympic, I'm sorry, the Olympic Committee almost dropped wrestling dropped, yeah, from they did. Really? one of the original sports. It's yeah. not the original sport. The reason mixed martial arts is around, the reason so many of these 
um, sports around is, is because of wrestling. It's the oldest sport in time, and the, you right. know that the Olympic Committee almost got rid of it. You know, it was, a, it was a, a shame and sad for so many young athletes, and you know, it's such a turning point in a kid's life to find wrestling and just you know find the discipline, the sacrifice, and it, it builds character. And I've it's changed my life. It's changed my brothers. It changed changed so many athletes, so many fighters, so many wrestlers, and you know, just to be a better person and look out for those and push yourself to those limits and know where your limits are and push further and know that there is no ceiling. And um, so I'm really excited for these kids. And uh, got some, you got some California kids that are wrestling at a high level um, at U of I right now. And Jesse Delgado, he's a two-time national champ. He's going for his third. And then this kid, um, Isaiah Martinez, is the highest recruited um, high school wrestler. He is, if he wins a tournament, he will join the ranks of Kale Sanderson, an Olympic champ, and Dan Gable is the only undefeated freshman in the NCAA. So we're pulling for those guys. We're pulling for, obviously, all the Midwest, you know, Big Ten, you know, mm -hmm. Iowa, Illinois, Ohio, all those teams, man. But uh, it's just great to see, you know, that ESPN is, you know, putting all this out there for the fans. Do you have a school in particular that you're rooting for? I mean, you mentioned the Midwest. I, I help, you know, I go down and work out with U of I a little bit, but I'm I, I'm all Big Ten, man. I love Penn State, love Iowa, love, you know, love Ohio State and U of I. I'm pretty much all Big Ten. So I love all wrestling. It's hard to say one because right. they support fighters, they support me, and I, I support all of them. Right. Yeah. Did you did you wrestle in college? Yeah, I wrestled. Uh, I wasn't good enough to wrestle at a Division One school, so I wrestled at a junior college um, at Harper. Harper Junior College, just outside of Chicago. We uh, we had a good team. We won a national title as a team in 2001. Nice. And uh, me and some of my, my good buddies and my brother were on the same team, so that was really special to be able to wrestle with uh, your best buddies and, um, you know, win a win a championship ring. So, But, yeah, I never was that caliber. So fighting has really brought me to, you know, it's helped me do things I wasn't able to accomplish in high school. Never, I was never made it downstate. You know, you always hear about those kids that are state wrestlers and state champs and stuff growing up and, I never made it downstate in high school, never did anything at nationals, you know, never qualified for nationals in college. I was always right on the cusp and right there. And so I just, you know, never, never be satisfied. You know what I mean? That's what I've, you know, been able to kind of turn things around and uh, reassess my goals and, and, you know, put long-term goals and short-term as well in, uh, in mixed martial arts and, you know, achieve some of those. And we get, we have, a, we have a lot left to achieve as well. Yeah. So wrestling is your strongest uh, attribute in, in MMA. Yeah, what absolutely. Do you, what do you think your second is? Uh, For people that don't know, you know, my stand up is getting better, but you know, I've submit, you know, submitted a lot of guys, choked a lot of guys, so I'd have to say my jujitsu and my ground game, you know, comes right uh, close after the wrestling. Um, we've been known to stand in the pocket and trade with some guys and have some pretty, <laughs> uh, pretty wild ragers on the feet. But um, when we get it to the ground, I feel that's my world, and I'm gonna, you know, kind of have my way with whoever wants to go down there. Yeah, well, nice. I, yeah, more power to you. I'd, I'd be scared shitless. I'd fucking run. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Although I haven't thinking as just a workout, just getting into some sort of fighting. There's like, a lot of great, and even not even not even the fighting part, but there's a, just a, that systems where John Robles and uh, Chris Dosiagos uh, train at. They have uh, you know just kids classes, adult classes where there's jujitsu, there's kickboxing, boxing, yeah, yeah. It, where you can just go for fitness and go for fun and just mm -hmm. get a workout. Yeah. Well, and you think about like the surfing world, like the professional surfing world, they're like all about all that for just for fitness, fitness. And, just the, and it's so mm -hmm. and it, it lends itself so good to the fitness that you need the for flexibility and, the and breathing balance. everything yeah. man the balance exactly yeah and you do yoga too right you got it man i do hot, hot yoga quite a bit it's uh it's been life-changing i've been doing it for for quite a while now all over the country anytime i anytime i'm at a, a you know place training i try to find a, a hot yoga studio nearby but um 
Yeah, I think the, you know, like the jiu-jitsu part, it's it's an addiction. Once people that either have a, a wrestling background or whatever fighting background, they get addicted to it. Or um, just regular folks off the street. I mean, the Gracies have built a huge name, you know, yeah. just on you know, jiu-jitsu. And there is Gracie gyms all over the country, all over the world. And they're, they're doing great things with it. And they've given people just a different avenue to have fun and not have to get punched in the face. You know what I mean? They can bring their kids. They can bring their friends and just go work out. That's all it is. It's no egos. It's just go to have fun. Go to learn. I've noticed uh, just an influx, and now that you're here, uh, it makes it especially relevant, uh, an influx in MMA fighting recently in the South Bay particularly. And I know Anderson Silva trains down here. Um, or he Machida. he lived down here. I don't know if he actually did train. Yep. Um, but uh, what do you think of that? Like, Do you think in the South Bay being like the southern portion of the santa monica bay for people that are not from los angeles right um what do you think of that like how's that kind of playing into it do you notice that yeah i think it's great for the area the south bay is you know known as a very chill beach community quiet beach community you know it is as lebowski would put it in um it's cool to see you know like leota machida trains around here uh, anderson silva they train at black house gym and um that's amongst a handful of fighters you know kenny johnson's a wrestling coach over there he's a local he used to wrestle at iowa um, I think Jose Aldo trained over there for a while, Nogueros. So those guys all come up, they do some of their camp here, and they go down to Brazil and have their camps and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's cool. Like, you know, people see them in the in the restaurants down by the pier, just mm-hmm. regular people, man. They're mm-hmm. just living their lives. They have their kids, their family. They go back and forth, and they find a place that they like. And, um, you know, they, they make that home temporarily. While they're, right. it, like I said, it's, it's finding the balance. You know, it's it's hard to be away from your loved ones when you're training to support them. So, it's nice to find a quiet place like this and uh, where there's still enough going on, too. The pier, the pier's a good time. Redondo, Manhattan Beach, Hermosa. It's just a great, great, uh, great place out here, man. I love mm-hmm. it. Yeah, I always say it's like it's like being in L.A., but you're not in L.A. You they know? call it a bubble for a reason. Yeah, exactly. The, part part, truth, part yeah. of that reason being that the freeway is 20 minutes away and nobody <laughs> wants to fucking go to the freeway here. to get to Hollywood. Brutal. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's a, definitely it's, it's a fun little zone. Um, so you guys have a mutual love of one particular football team, I think, right? Yes. Bears, up, bears, up, bears, up, bears. God bless the Chicago Bears. Yes, oh yeah. Sir. But uh, yeah, me being from Hawaii, I my dad uh, grew up in Chicago and went to high school, so that's I, I basically that's all I remember. I mean, the first like memories of of professional sports really was the Bears winning the 1985 <laughs> Super Bowl, and and my dad just talk about jumping out of his skin. Someone jumping out of their skin, so. Um, yeah, so. Dude, I mean, talk about. I, I live and die by the Bears. I was still very, I was only three or four years old <laughs> when they won it, but that is arguably, people say in some of the best Madden, some of the best commentators ever will say that that was maybe the best team. Could have won a couple more, you know, had McMahon stayed healthy. They could have won two or three in a row. I mean, think about it. Richard Dent, Samurai Mike. Yeah. Sweetness, Peyton. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Their defense was incredible. The Danimal, Dan Hampton, Steve McMichael. I just saw him at a Blackhawks game walking through uh, United Center a couple weeks ago smoking a stogie. Like, you can't smoke in an <laughs> indoor place in California, let alone Chicago, especially right. in a professional. And they, yeah. He's just like, I Mongo. What, yeah. am, what are you going to oh, do? We, we actually we we saw, saw him. Yeah, we were hanging out at the bar. And after, like, his, after, after Clay's fight. We, I, but I missed him because I went to the bathroom or something. <laughs> Guy yeah. just hangs out on his own, smokes cigarettes and smokes stogies, big old cigars out yeah. everywhere he's at, man. And ever, no one's gonna say a word to the guy. He's right. an animal. He's a legend. Yeah. It's royalty. That's that's you Chicago royalty it. right there. So did Brett meet him? Tell me, because it wasn't Brett at that fight. No, 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 no. no it was just, that was just yeah. you yeah, and just, uh, just me. 
And but Mongo wasn't really into meeting anyone. <laughs> he was just kind of sitting out there, hanging out on the sidewalk in between beers or drinks, or whatever. And yeah. yeah, having his alone time. And I'm like, hey, Mongo, what's up? He kind of gave me the, uh-huh. the grunt. Yeah, yeah, I was like, yeah. okay. Oh, I right, looked yeah. the other way and I kept going. <laughs> but yeah, the Bears are awesome, man. Uh, they might need a little God bless this year. We'll see. We just uh, yeah. we got rid of a big uh, big name in the in the receiver, but uh, we got a. I think we have a good signing as a coach. I think yeah, Fox is going to do is big be, things. Yeah, amazing. But you know, like it is every off season. I have I have I the hopes. highest of hopes. I hope so. You know, but yeah. no. I mean, having a proven coach coming on board, those it's huge. Yeah, it's, it's, it's super. Who's huge. dealt with a pretty good quarterback recently too? I just like. Uh, have you seen the um, one press conferences where Fox was calling? Um, uh, Cutler Jake. It was like one of his <laughs> first, first. It was couple. one of his. Yeah, he was like, yeah, Jake. Te-. He said it like five times. You know what though? That's you perfect. Could see his guy yeah. in the back, like Jake. Cut, that, Jake texts me. That, and, yeah, <laughs> me and Jake, and like I was like, oh, he's he's going with this. <laughs> you know what? That that could be the one thing that Jake Cutler needs. He, yeah. yeah, for his coach to not even know who his what his first name right. is. Take yeah. him off the pedestal. That's how to be exactly. On, that's how much you mean to this team. I will yeah. mispronounce your yeah. name and like it. And personally, I think personally, I think Marshall not being there in the locker room is good for Cutler as well yeah, uh, the, yeah forget no. the comfortability man it yeah. sometimes yeah it's good to have buddies in the locker room but hey when you want to take the when you want to be the leader of a team you know your buddies aren't always going to be around if you want right. to take this team and make it yours like so many fans want you to you got to just be the man well, it, not up and do it it's funny it reminds me of something you said earlier which is if you're not like pushing yourself and push and working with people that are pushing you you're not going to improve like you're just gonna you're gonna stay at that level like for the plateau. majority of your career that's it you have to fight people that are better than you, so that you know, so that you can fight better. <laughs> it's just one of those things. The guy, he's in a, he's got an amazing arm, amazing yeah. eye release. I mean, he can pick up, he can pick a defensive part when he has time, you know. But does he have it upstairs? Does he have it in his heart where it counts, you know? And I don't know. We'll see, you know. But yeah. we need an offensive line. We need a defensive line to give him, you know what I mean, to give him some time right. to right. keep them on the field and keep the defense off the field. Yeah, too, you know? all the ingredients. I mean, especially just as far as Cutler goes, too. And he's been in the NFL a long time, but all the ingredients are technically there. Yeah. On paper. Yeah. We need we need him to do the old. Uh, he needs the master of puppet himself. Right. Right. <laughs> you, you need to recommend <laughs> some, or some crazy train or something. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, Clay, one thing we always ask like our guests on on uh, another take is like what your first album was, and uh, and kind of see what you think of that. Well, and this will kind of. I know you got to get out of here. You you got a busy training. Um, what uh, what was the first album you can remember buying or asking for or just getting? Like what what was it for you? It's funny. I've been punching ahead a lot of times. You guys have seen a bunch. You probably haven't seen as many in you know in practice, right. but we get beat up. And I'm trying to remember my first CD, but I'll even go back before compact discs, man. Um, I remember I went and then got a couple of cassette tapes and. A little trivia, uh, see how some of you punk rock fans are out there. Uh, if, anyone, if anyone knows uh, or can remember a blue cassette tape, what the band name is and the album. And then, uh, so I'll tell you the other one first. I remember it was uh, Pearl Jam versus. And, great, uh, great album. A little Dissident and Animal and Go, some good jams on there. And uh, the other one, uh, the blue tape was uh, Green Day, the Dookie album. I remember getting those at the same day at the same uh, music shop, so I was pretty pumped about it. And I'm sure my mom had enough of me playing it ten times all day, over <laughs> and over and over. And um, yeah, I wish I could remember my first uh, first CD, but 
that, the mom thing is funny. I was just thinking about that. How I'm so thankful for my mom for letting me listen to music in the car. When I I'm, I was driving around my girlfriend's nephew and niece the other day, and they wanted to listen to Katy Perry, and so I'm like, all right, cool. I'll, you know, I'll throw it on. It makes them happy. They're singing along in the back. Like you just kind of forget. Like it's not necessarily about it? you, right? You know, and and it was like whatever. It's, I, I I could not be listening to Katy Perry right now, but the right. fact that they're enjoying it makes you know exactly. <laughs> makes it a little better for me. I can and I'm that. I'm assuming your your mom and my mom both had that same reaction. Like they just. Well, let's see what he wants to listen to. If you and, and I'll just support his decision making, you know, and that's that's really cool. Uh, what was the the it was verses? Yeah, I want to say that was with um, daughter and dissident. Yep. And, uh, which was which was their second oh, album, right? Correct. Yep. Yeah. Ten, which, ten was their first. Right. Which with is Jeremy that, and Black and Porch, which they became the biggest band in the world, and then they Eddie Vedder sucked himself back in because he was freaked out of all the attention and whatnot, and then they made yeah. verses, which was amazing killer killer elderly woman behind a counter in a weird neighborhood or something was one of the songs i don't know what it was a rearview mirror there's a lot of jams yeah rearview mirror is a jam for sure it's so funny i can't find wait oh here we go i can't i can't find verses on spotify that's bizarre i want to say it's either it's v it might just be vs or is it v-e-r-s-u-s i don't know I think it's just VS. Ah, there we go. Yeah. That's why. Elderly woman behind the counter. <laughs> right. What a w- strange name for a song. This one everybody knows, yeah, man. It's chill and it gets kind of upbeat. You know, it's kind of sad, but. I don't know what it is about, like, the, the demographic or the age group that we all are, but grunge seems to be. Grunge and punk rock are the two staples in the first album, except for me, Ace of Bass. Yes, you know. I'm glad you came forward, Mitch, and let us all know that. <laughs> yeah. No, I let that go. I'm the sure first we episode. all rocked out a little bit to. Uh, I saw the signs. <laughs> you know that was getting stuck in your head around those days. Yeah. Whether well, you liked it or not, it's the Swedish man. They they had it. They had a corner on Pop Market. Oh wait, they still do. His name is Max Martin. Yeah, because right around this time was the, uh, well, like you're talking about the see-through tapes, I remember the first uh, Sublime 40-ounce Freedom tape I got was the see-through purple cassette, which um, that was apparently kind of a thing back then. But then during this time was the kind of the second wave of punk rock, right? Your no effects is your... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your, the your surf, penny, your penny surf is, punk, as, as it's been labeled now. Right. because Well, I mean, but which is accurate, especially to me, because in Hawaii... We couldn't get oh, all yeah. the Epitaph albums, the Fat Record Dude. albums, so we found out about it through mainly Taylor Steele videos. Yeah, Momentum, Momentum Two, and yeah, it's all it's all in the the surf culture basically. That kind of that came about. Like Jeff and I were talking, we made a list for hopefully one of our next guests of basically Taylor Steele songs or video songs that yeah. were actually and. He, it's it's when I look back on it, like I was never into surfing. I was the BMX kid, mm-hmm. and because uh, in Glendale there aren't many waves, and your parents aren't about to drive you an hour to freaking surf. Right. It wasn't until I moved here that that like actually became a possibility. Right. You know, moved to Hermosa Beach, but um, the bike videos and the skate videos, it was just all over. I think the only reason I know who who Bad Religion is because of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. Just gonna bring up Bad Religion, man. Yeah, like that's. I mean, I'm a little younger than you, so so that kind of. That's right. why it's later for me, but I remember hearing 
in a surfboard or snowboarding video game hearing Pennywise for the first time. Right. Yeah, seeing that all that all in those Taylor Steele surf videos all encompassed all those bands for me. Bad Religion, Pennywise, No Effects, yeah. yeah. Sublime even doing the Descendants cover. Yeah. Um yep. uh, No Use for a Name. All yep. Basically all the epitaph and fat records, which that, that, that's a whole nother show. Yeah. It, I, you, we really could dedicate an <laughs> yeah. entire episode of another take to that I one genre of music. It's just nuts. We, we got to get Taylor up here. Yeah. Um, so, Clay, what, what kind of brought you into the... I mean, I've seen you at a bunch of Pepper shows. Um, uh, I know you're a big fan. Are you a fan of Revol- Revolution, too? Absolutely. We went and saw him the other last week, uh, last Friday at the, the Palladium. Oh really? Places. That's a pretty cool venue, man. Oh, that's, that's awesome. Oh yeah, we love that place. Yeah, that place is sweet. And I heard the Who's Who has played there too, huh? Since that place yeah. has been around oh, for yeah. a long Rolling time. Stones, Stones probably, made, probably the Beatles. I, like, yeah. I never forget my grandmother when I was in high school. I went to go see. Uh, I think it was Bad Religion, actually. Now that I think about it, yeah. at the Palladium, and my grandmother asked me because she was living with us at the time. She's like, "Where are you going tonight?" And I'm like, oh, "I'm going to the Palladium." She's like. Oh, the I Hollywood Palladium. Sinatra there back I, in 63. Yeah. Yeah. I, I went to the USO dances yeah. there in the That's 40s. Awesome, man. Like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> the place has some history. It man, really does. Sure. Yeah, it has a lot of history. <clears throat> but hey, like you're talking about with uh, with Clay, though, that's I know you as a fighter first, but a close second, I know you as a music fan. Yeah. <laughs> and it's absolutely. a very it's a very close second. For sure, man. I Think mean, about it. We've hung I mean, we've I came and see you guys play and I'm I was thinking the other day about it a handful of different states yeah. so far. Well, because the, the the first time we ever met was in Long Beach, right around the corner here at that you at got that it. festival, was, was right? The Queen Mary or the something. The Shoreline Jam. It was killer, yeah. man. That was awesome. Which, which one? First met. The first one we ever. It was the I think it was the first Shoreline Jam ever. Oh, yep. I, I was at that one. Yeah. Irish. Frankie yeah. pulled the bus Soja. right up behind. Yep. Yep. Yeah, the yeah. bus yeah. is right behind there. You and, got uh, yeah, Soja. <laughs> a bunch of the boys were playing Irish. Yep. Yeah. I was like, there's this huge cruise ship or whatever, and then there's this yeah. festival. This is great, man. Yeah. It was awesome, man. So that's when we all first met. Yeah. And then uh, I remember. And how, how did that happen? Because I just remember, I'm Brett, I, you met Brett first. Yeah. And well, then Brett's, Brett, a, Brett's, a huge, Brett's a huge UFC fan, exactly. obviously. You guys came off stage, and it was like a couple minutes later, and we were kind of poking our head past the fence to try to say, what's up, man? You know, yeah, yeah. and Brett kind of knew. He's like, you know, good job, man. And Kaleo was all sweaty, you know, and. You guys came around and just opened the gate, and we kind of flooded it, and we yeah. just started hanging out, man. And uh, ever since, yeah, I got your guys' contact. And everyone, Rob- Robles was there, yeah, right? Robles, Billy D. Yeah, Josie uh, was yeah, there. We, yeah, Jose, the we whole, had a, we had a great crew. crew, man, and that's kind of that's where it all started. And then Albuquerque, you know, you guys came yep. out, uh, played there a few times, saw you guys in Chicago. Vegas, I've, yeah, I've Chicago. actually got a, a great picture of a couple times in Chicago, one time at the House of Blues. When I where, broke your back. You're, where, yep, you, we were carrying you in fr- on the stage in front of the crowd. And then another one oh, I remember where you that. had, where at the uh, Northerly Island, where you had our set list taped to your chest <laughs> and Be Real from Cy- Cypress Hill was right behind you. And taking behind a pic- yeah. yeah, I think it was Be Real and I I think Ennis, their tour manager or something, yep. was taking a picture. Absolutely. Were, it was so funny because it was one of those surreal moments i think be real comes up to me and he's like hey uh, you think you could ask uh, clay if we get a picture of them and i'm like wait a second i used to listen to you on the bus on my walkman hits from the bong and you're asking me wait wait it doesn't really let me just yeah let me just slap myself real quick so i can realize this isn't a dream whoa whoa that that i've had i had that same moment with be real and on the hudson river when we we had a day off in New York City, I know you, I know this story. You remember yes, that? Yes, I was there. And we were walking down the Hudson River, and it was like four of us, four or five of us, with like the 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 Cypress guys. Yeah. And uh, and B Real's walking like maybe ten paces ahead of me, fires up a joint, and he just turns around as we're walking down, 
he doesn't know who the fuck I am. You know, I work for the band, but I've only worked for them for about a week at right, this point. Right, that was the beginning. Hands of- me a joint on the Hudson River, like walking down that boardwalk. And I said, if I don't smoke something out of this, I am a failure as a person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I am missing a gigantic opportunity it's like here. like Cheech and Chong just handed you a doobie. Man. Right, like, like, oh, you yeah. have no choice, Wait, man. Shit, yeah. I get drug tested tomorrow. Ooh, oh, well. Who cares? <laughs> well, whatever. But I mean, but to be quite honest, those are those those are the moments I just am yeah. so grateful for. And, and what what music has, has brought into my life is just... Yeah. It brings it's, people it's together, a, man. Yeah, ab- absolutely. Well, I mean, it's the, I, like I... I mean... You know how you're talking about being a fan. I mean, that's how I think a lot of things start. You're a fan first, and then, but um, yeah, it's the international international language. You know, music. it is. It is. Speaking of music, and I don't want to go off track too much here. What you guys? Did you guys see Whiplash? Yes. Yeah, I saw it on a plane just recently. Actually, what's the one saying on there? Good enough is yeah. the is the is the like the. Hold on, you said it in in a fucking Instagram post today. I think. Yeah, because because uh, um. Who who asked me? Yeah, one of our buddies Some, asked me if I saw it. But. Good job is like the most worthless saying you could tell someone. Yeah, or yeah, no, like go that. look it up. I I I, I coincidentally I literally comment, yeah. I commented the quote on someone's Instagram. There thing. are no two words in the English language more harmful than "good job." Yeah, that guy played an intense role. Ah, that yeah. movie was that. At first, when I first was, I was like, okay, it's gonna it looks like it's gonna be a little cheesy, but I'm like, because mm-hmm. I play drums, and then halfway yeah. through it, I was like, whoa, this movie is intense for sure, man. Yeah. But I still haven't seen it. Yeah, I'm, it's crazy. I'm, he and it's kind of one of those. It's a, just a cra- gnarly dynamic where he burned some kids out of it, and and he and then he got the most out of some of his uh, his students. You know what I mean? So it's right. like, there's that fine line of who's gonna break. Right. He's almost like a drill sergeant. Yeah, you know I mean, drill sergeant, or a synth, um, jazz drill sergeant. Right. And this guy, right. he got the boat, the the best of what well, he could out of some, and scared some away that probably never played an instrument again ruined him yeah the funny thing is like one of the most famous jazz drummers was known for being a complete dipshit to his band members and that was uh buddy rich, buddy rich. and what do you mean a dipshit how? oh he was so fucking hard on him really there's an audio recording of him going off on on a, on his band in a bus that is just epic like you think you know how to play a fucking saxophone? I'll show you how to play a fucking saxophone. Tell you one thing, you won't have any fucking blubs in fucking saxophone when I play it. Whoa. Like he just leans into them. Like really? he's like, I'm busting my ass out there. What the fuck are you, you doing? doing right? Like he's just totally going off on them. And it's kind of a it's a nuts thing to think about because for him to be that good back then, you yeah. know how hard he had to fucking work to do it. Right. Like it's just I mean, it's the nature of the business. But I mean, he's passionate to a different level, and that's how. That's yeah. why some people just demand more of themselves, and that's why they are. There's, there's a part of me that wishes that I could have had a little bit more discipline, like via the military or via sports. Because when you think about it, music for that movie to exist, that is the least likely. I think the common folk expect that kind of professionalism and that kind of uh, drive Dis- to a, or, and or discipline. discipline. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Music. In, yeah. In that's jazz, what they expect you know? the least. Yeah, yeah. Wait till you see it. But man. like, it's you know, well, it could, I mean, to, to the average public, it's more just sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Right. Kind yeah, of, it's, it's kind of far beyond that, that man. Far yeah. beyond that. I've only but, seen you guys a little bit in the studios, but I, you guys demand so much, so much practice. Well, the best, the best is, and you've experienced this, like, you know, we'll have a friend maybe that we grew up with in Hawaii, maybe come out and jump on the bus for even oh, a, yeah. a few days and three days on tour and afterwards it's I, I shit you not every time they're just like oh my god how do you you guys are out for how long about about five more weeks <laughs> they're like how 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 do you how guys do, do this like I, yeah, yeah i don't know or, and 
when uh, the, the owner of Total Access, which is a recording studio next door, uh, Clay, uh, he's been there for like 31, thir- Jesus, no, 36 years now. Um, but Great. his like favorite saying is like, if you ever want to just, if you ever wonder why a violin, violin players are a little bit more nutty than the average person it's because they've had to sit in a room and listen to a violin for fucking 20 years (laughs) think about that (laughs) hearing it out of tune hearing it in In tune tune, like having to screeching it's like yeah dragging your fingernails down a chalkboard yeah exactly (laughs) like and the really good violin players generally are a little bit weird i know it seems like it would be a form of torture almost it is yeah it's it's nuts uh, the only close thing I could think of, like, would be that in in like this in the realm of sports, where I remember uh, I, my parents had a have a parking spot. They're big USC fans, so we go to all the USC Trojan games. Awesome. Or the, I used to. I don't anymore because of the, the touring. That stadium is incredible, man. Yeah, it's great. Um, but they have a parking spot, which is one of the like very few people that have a parking spot on campus. That's every year pretty legendary yeah <laughs> that's, that's legendary status, status right for there sure to walk past uh to, to get to the stadium you have to walk past the music center right and there have been multiple multiple games where i've walked past the music center and like on the lower level like kind of subterranean underground practice rooms you'll just see the one kid with the fucking violin meanwhile the whole school is across the street at the coliseum getting completely shit-faced and this dude is in the fucking practice room Practicing. playing the the violin. Like the the dedication there. I mean, he harmony clearly is... doesn't like sports. I mean, I think, <laughs> right, that, I think right. we can. Or he's just everything. And joining the band, dude. Like yeah. the school band, the Trojans. US, yeah. I mean, kind of a big deal. Yeah. I mean, they played on freaking Fleetwood Mac record. Yeah. Did you know that? No, I didn't. Yeah, Tusk. Was it recorded at Sound City? I don't know. Uh, let me see if I can pull it up. It's actually a pretty funny song. So you've seen some pretty legendary games at that stadium, I'm sure. Yeah. You've probably seen Notre Dame there once or twice. Yeah, I've uh, seen Notre Dame, UCLA. Yeah. I mean, my parents, the, those tickets, though, are, like, they're not even included in the, the average bundle. They're the premier, Right, you, you pay know, extra for those. Exactly, because yeah. they know the demand is so high. For sure. Um, but, uh, what a cool area, too. When we went out there, me and, um, <clears throat> me and Billy D, we went there for... Uh, like three or four years ago, my buddy played for Ohio State Buckeyes when they oh, yeah. played. Uh, when they played, when they, um, no, when they played Oregon in the Rose Bowl like four years oh, ago. Oh yeah, and my yeah. buddy was a freshman. Got got us front row tickets. I had never been to a big college football game. Next thing you know, I'm at the Rose Bowl, and his his old man's hit me. He's like, "Clay, are you here yet?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm just walking." This. He's like, "Wait till you see these seats." I'm like, oh, "I figured they're going to be nosebleeds. They're front row." Barry Alvarez was like. Six seats away from me, I could put my hands on the roses. Like it Dude. was incredible, and that place yeah. is so so amazing. And then the tailgate party was literally on the golf course. Yeah, yeah, I it's, couldn't believe it. It's one like, uh, have you ever been to a college football game? Um, like a real college, like real big yeah, game. no, big Dude, D1 no. It is so native. different than a pro football game. It is. Man. It is beyond anything you'd ever imagine it would be. Uh, it. I just better. Would you say? Uh, I would say, yeah, because there's a different kind of camaraderie. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a specific camaraderie. You have all these people that are huge SC fans, yep. and they live and breathe it, that's and it. they all live in the same city as huge UCLA fans. Right. And there's this love that you can, you kind of only have if – I mean, I didn't go there. Both my parents did, so it's, it's, it's in me. You know what I mean? But it's still not in me like it's in them. 
Like it's just another level of fandom. And they travel so good together oh. too. They'll I mean, they'll get there in, in town. The game will be on Saturday. They'll get there on Thursday and set up the RVs yep. and the buses and start just going to town, cooking, barbecuing, partying, shut it down, set it up again in the morning. Just yep. wait for the game, man. Dude, it really is gnarly. My, That's amazing. My stepdad's uh, like one of his best friends. He's kind of mellowed out in the recent years, uh-huh. but he used to travel with four cars filled, full barbecue <laughs> setup. He still does the barbecue setup. He actually has to charge people now. Because it got to the point where he's Comes like, I can't, af- I can't afford yeah. six games at nine hundred dollars a fucking game for barbecue shit. Right. You know, it's nice to be friends. You know what I mean? But yeah, you know, yeah. the guy's got to make a living too. Yeah. And, yeah. Well, and and his son or at his, least break his, even. His kids are bringing are bringing their his friends. You know, and and there are people that aren't even going to the game. Just showing up. They're the showing up, there. and then what he has, and he he used to have it on like you know those bike racks that have the like the two. Um, bars on either side that, that come out of the tailpipe or the the, the tail hitch of, yes. your, of your car. Yeah, yeah. He took one of those and modified it. His company his did it. Nope. Two flat screen TVs wow. on the back of his car. He's a pro. <laughs> yeah. With a fucking a satellite. Pro. And then Absolute he has like the pro. full barbecue setup and like he does all of his cooking the day before, like the beans and everything. Everything's ready to roll. Yeah, yeah and you just roll. And handles of booze, like coolers you had to have a wrist you have to have a wristband now if you want to eat party. Yeah. you know <laughs> that guy gets it yeah and and a lot of times like there are people that won't even make they'll have tickets they'll get so trashed Hammered that they it. won't make the game <laughs> will not make the game i've seen it sounds like some bears fans yeah have, uh, party i was with about to say yeah. I, I, soldier, think, I think i might have did that before all right so here's the <laughs> this is tusk this is this is the the usc trojan marching band My mom had a friend that was going to SC at the time in this. In what, this. what album? What Fleetwood Mac album is this? Tusk. The album is Tusk. Oh, gotcha. But the song is Tusk. Okay. Also. The, the title track. The title track, yeah. So that that drum part's the marching band? No, you'll know when the marching band. Comes. That, that's that's our brother Mick. That's Mick. Are those bongos as well as the drums too, or is it just all drums? Those are toms. They're just yeah, toms. yeah. Seventy-nine. Oh. Here I was born. I 
Oh, easy, Mick. And they'll have, regularly, they'll have the USC band, if they're playing in LA, come out and, and play with them when they do that. And then the band plays it at every every game. Right. That's the other thing you don't really get at a pro football game is a marching band. Yeah, marching band, something else. Yeah. My first uh, Notre Dame game was a couple years ago. Notre Dame versus Michigan, such a huge rivalry. Oh, that's a huge one. And yeah, I was just stuck staring. I mean, the gold, uh, <clears throat> the gold helmets, but I was staring at the band most of the time, yeah. man. And these people, these Notre Dame fans, they're they don't. They, I'm like, what are the the bleachers even for? They don't even yeah. sit. And sometimes I like to relax. I like to put right. my fat ass <laughs> yeah. on the seat and chill. I sat and I was staring at some guy's back for like a quarter. Of, you know, we were tailgating hard. Yeah. I just wanted to relax. But guess what? If you sit down, you're not going to see the game. So no. you got to stand the whole time. You know, college college football is incredible. You, you'd love All it. Right. Man. I got to check it out. No, we'll go. We'll go to a game this yeah. this fall because it's different and uh, it's weird. Like they're trying to build a stadium in LA. You know, and every pro- proposal for a stadium in LA has less capacity than the Coliseum and the Rose Bowl, two college teams. They're two That's of the awesome. biggest, you, like, some of the biggest stadiums in the country are college football stadiums. Right. When I was there for the Rose Bowl with the Ohio State and Oregon Ducks, I think they said there was either 108 or yeah. 111,000 people. That's yeah. huge. That's in, that's a NASCAR. Yeah. Stadium. That's a football yeah. stadium in, yeah. in the U.K., you know what I mean? Yeah. International. It's, it's awesome. Massive. But, <clears throat> well, um. Let's see. We got. Uh... Oh, I wanted to tell you guys about this thing real quick. Just we'll finish it off with this. So you know who the street dogs are? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, so street dogs are like an offshoot of uh, Dropkick Murphys. I right, think okay. the, the the singer is the former singer of the Dropkick Murphys. Are they f- and are they from L.A. Are they are they based out of L.A. Street Dogs? I'm not sure. Um, okay. to be honest, I think they're based out of Boston. But regardless, this past Tuesday, this past Tuesday, they played a show in Anaheim at the House of Blues. And uh, the singer, uh, or they're, all of a sudden a bunch of like skinheads showed up in the pit and like pulled off their their shirts and just basically revealed like all these like Nazi tattoos, and pretty much offended everyone. And one of the the guitar player in the band jumped off stage and got in a fight with the guy, <laughs> handed the singer his guitar and Here, just hold this dove, for a second. dove off. And just started like going to town on him, and then all of a sudden, this just massive oh, brawl. Just a melee. Yeah, yeah, and you know about the House of Blues in Anaheim? It's owned by the Mouse. Yes. So I can only imagine Mickey, that the Street Mickey, Dogs Mickey will not, not be performing there ever again. Wow. <laughs> but I just couldn't believe like that's some one. It's a lot. I have a lot of respect for that guy. But that might not be the crew you want to pick a fight no, with, man. man. Unless you got your guitar in hand, and you're just swinging right. like yeah. Jack Black. You know what I mean? Like, and you're and, endangering your other fans. Come on, dude. Well, dude. I, I mean, somebody. I don't know. And then somebody threw a chair from the balcony section down and hit the guitar player in the skull. He had a rough night. Yeah. Wow. And they're not going to play there anymore. No. Well, <laughs> happy, I mean, happy St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. Yeah. Can you believe that? That's gnarly. Street dogs. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I know you guys mentioned the Dropkick Murphys earlier, so I had to I just totally reminded me. I just couldn't, <laughs> couldn't believe it. I was like, what? It was a happy St. Patty's Day for Moe's, but not for him when he woke up the next day, no. lumps all over his head. And a... Yeah. Wow. I mean, I, I don't know. Like, that's a that's pretty brazen. Like, just to jump off stage and start. Cause mid, yeah, mid song. It's one thing, like, you guys will stop a show if someone's fighting. Right. Which is respectable also. But, but like you're not joining in. But on to it. start a fight right. during the show, that's that's progressive. Unless uh, unless you're uh, what's his name that just freaking just turned around and bitch slapped that chick. Was it Yellow Method Man? Yellow Man? No, no. Red no. Man. One of those guys. Who was it? What? 
Was that Did recently? Did you not see that video? <laughs> no, that's Fuck. awesome. Oh, my God. At a concert, huh? He turned around. Was she a fan in the crowd? And she, what, she jumped? Did she rush the stage or something? I've seen a YouTube video of Maynard from um, Tool, a uh, guy got on stage. Afro he, Man. Wow. Oh, right. Yep, I did see that. Did you not see this, Clay? No, let's check it out. Something Man. It was a man. Yellow Man, Red Man, Afro Man. God, I don't want to watch any of the videos from like TMZ or something. No. Here you go. Watch this. Oh, damn. Oh, man. That's that's not cool. How nuts like, is that? Like, uncalled for. Look, he wound up, dude, from right field. He went from right field to left, yeah. to center to left and back around. Like, you saw the speechless. Yeah, what was dude, it? I, why? Yeah, I don't know. That's he clearly thought she was some sort of heckler, but clear, right. but clearly but, from the video she's just dancing with him. Yeah, there's no there's no real no there's excuse no, for that no, one. No excuse. I'm sorry, he probably yeah. did a couple of nights for that one, man. Oh, yeah. Let's here's hope, a different angle. <clears throat> is that her right there? Oh, it is. She's just slowly sneaking on. Bam. And then she bust her head on the stage too, yeah, man. Dude, right on the riser. Come on, bro. Yeah, pull it together, Afro man. Come on. Anyway. And people like you see the hands they were here and now that hand that one. Oh my god! Look at I her can't though. Believe it. She's like, all right, I guess I'm, I'm not welcome. He's like, chill, dude. That's my girlfriend. Yeah. Only I can do that to her. Wow! Bro. Just bam. I, I can't watch it. No, that. dude, that's too much. He probably <laughs> deserved uh, it. Yeah. Oh, anyway, let's leave on a positive note somehow. Please. Watch Clay fight. More, more Metallica. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, more Metallica. Um, so the fight's April 4th in um, can, or in uh, Virginia, Fairfax, right? Fairfax, Virginia. You, you bad guys were invading uh, invading Fairfax. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be on Fox Sports 1. Um, good main event. Uh, Ricardo Lamas from uh, from Chicago and uh, Chad Mendez going at it. A couple and, of featherweights. Guys you're in my fighting, division. Uh, uh, and, uh, I'm fighting this guy from San Diego, Robbie Peralta. Robbie Peralta. Yeah, good yeah. striker. Um, Southern California guy. Yeah, but he's, and, from, uh, he's from Escondido. Yep. Yeah. Funny. Right by Vista, Did, which was one of the first places we lived. Right on. When we moved from yeah. Awesome, man. So, you, yeah. so I got to ask you just the question of the hour, just because Brett is so freaking on it. Oh my gosh, he he's knows now, more about. It. He follows the stuff closer than I do. Yeah, <laughs> I believe that. He uh, he for some reason thinks I look like Conor McGregor. <laughs> I remember and, when we were doing the studio. Yeah, keep her Hermosa, Hermosa. He kept busting your balls. I was dying. Dude. <laughs> I I mean, I don't know. I what do you think? Mm, not as much as I think Brett wants to think. Yeah. I, it just it puts him closer to the sport, I guess. Right. You know, and then he gives him a reason to heckle you. you yeah. Know. <laughs> oh, the monitors sound like shits because I got fucking Conor McGregor doing monitors for me. <laughs> Speaking of which, I heard him and Jose Aldo had a pretty hilarious press conference today, pumping up their fight in July. So, I can only imagine how how some of that went. I'm sure you could find some oh really some good what? gifts or some good uh, quotes online from both of those guys because. Jose, I mean, he doesn't really speak a whole lot of English at all, and I'm sure he. Where's he from? Uh, Brazil. Okay. And I'm sure he just laughed at McGregor's goofy leprechaun accent and Lucky Charm eating, you know, jokes the whole time. And 
I'm sure that was pretty uh <laughs> lucky charm eating jokes. This guy. I tell you what, he, it's funny. The dude can sell a fight. You got to give him that much and he is bringing a lot of uh a lot of a lot of attention to the to the weight class to the sport, you know, but uh we'll What see. weight class is he in? I don't even know. Yeah, we're all in the same one. Uh, four, uh, 145 oh. uh, featherweight division. So you could potentially fight him? I can't wait to get my hands on him. Oh, really? <laughs> That'd be a fun one. What uh what's what what are you so psyched about getting your hands on him? Oh, just to see if he can handle a real wrestler. You know, they've uh, what's his what's his base for? He's his? a striker, very good athlete. You know, very um, comfortable on his feet. You know, um, okay, you know the, uh... superior athlete. Here's a little face off. Look at him. Look at Jose Aldo's just stone cold. He doesn't he don't care about none of that stuff. Uh, that's the video. You know, Mitch, there's a there's a little resemblance there, dude. Wait, yeah, he's not totally. Brett's not totally wrong. He's not totally wrong. No. I notice you've been growing that beard a little bit longer, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, come, yeah. come on, man. Next thing you know, you're gonna be wearing a beige uh, beige three piece suit with a rose in your pocket. Look at that. Look at That's Jose, a... man, with the top couple buttons undone. He's yeah. ready to go. It's. I'm I'm more scared of Jose. I'm not gonna lie. Although, dude, that Scarface they call him—he's a beast, man. He's really <laughs> pound for pound. He's one of the best out there. That guy's beaten a lot of dudes that I didn't think uh, he was gonna get through. And how, how old is he? I think I want to say he's probably thirty. And this is a guy that started in the favelas in Brazil. You know what the favelas are, right? Oh, the the, 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 the hood, the, whole, yeah, the ghetto. Uh, this guy had nothing. Dirt floors, no money. I don't. Parent parents yeah. were gone, and this guy started from nothing. And um, kind of really like Pacquiao, came, you got to just motivate it. Yeah. You know, small little or you know, rough area, and just have big dreams. Yeah, I love to see when people turn that into good. You know what yeah. I mean? Because it it, it 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 happens so much Great the other way too. Man. Where God, I'm gonna post a photo on our website of Conor McGregor and then a comparison of the two of us <laughs> side by side, <laughs> just for Brett's sake. Yeah, you name it. Um. Well, cool. Uh, dude, Clay, thank you so much for freaking hanging out with us, man. Nah, the pleasure's all mine, guys. I really appreciate it. Thank yeah. you for the support. And uh, April 4th, right around the corner. I know man, you guys will be tuning in. And I wait. That's a Saturday, so. Yeah, it's Easter, yeah, it's Easter or Saturday. And then after that, I'll be jumping on tour with you guys. Who knows? We're Midwest, hey. West Coast, and it's going to be a great uh, great tour. I'm glad you guys are on. Uh, going to be buddying up with, who would you say, uh, and a couple other killer bands. Uh, well, yeah, that's not known yet, but. Well, when will it be known? Uh, in April. In April. Yeah, in early April. I'm talking out of my ass. That was yeah. <laughs> That's okay. I can edit this out. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> I'm. What I meant to say is, I'll be on tour with you guys if you guys have an upcoming tour, and I'm gonna pretend to be. Well, like you said, you're gonna fire up that RV. That's it, man. And you're Dude, gonna, you're, if if he fires up the RV, I'm riding with him. Yeah, I'm not riding with the bus anymore. <laughs> you could you could draft behind the bus I was like days of thunder. Yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> he's on the left. He's coming up on the right. He's go back on the left. Go. Oh no! <laughs> I hope you guys know how to kick it back to about 65 miles an hour because I don't get. I usually oh, keep dude. it oh, cruise, yeah. co- cruise control locked in at 69, man. Slow and steady. Slow and steady. You'd, be, you'd be outpacing us. We'd be drafting behind you because the bus deal. is usually cruising at 55. Cool, yeah. man. I Slow take my steady. time, bro. Yeah. But, but yes, there's going to be a big summer tour announcement coming up very soon here that uh, that you, you might see Mr. Clay Guida at a few stops. Yeah, or maybe maybe more than a few stuff. Yeah, hopefully more than a few. Good deal, dude. We'll be, I we'll think be... you need to ride on the bus with us for a few days. Absolutely, that's bro. true. 
I'll pick out all the. I'll get these healthy just, foods, but then we'll. I'll do the diners, diners, drive-ins, and dives. You know, yes. The, the, I'll get the Food Network, and we'll I, make some stops too. But I, I, have, <laughs> I have one piece of advice for you though: if you are gonna ride on the bus, do not have a bunk anywhere near Brett's. <sighs> he might stick his finger right up your cornhole at some point. He's known <laughs> and it for just, that, and it just smells bad. Yeah, That's I'm, true. <laughs> well, the yeah. whole bunk area usually does, but I'll have to be quarantined afterwards. If yeah, in any of the. <laughs> vicinity of brett yeah okay you might have to ask you too many questions anyway <laughs> thanks again dude really appreciate it yes uh, brother guida clay, what's your twitter twitter uh, and instagram and everything yep at clay guida at clay guida yep check and it I'll, out i'll put all the links uh up on the website and uh we'll make sure to uh tune in on the fourth yeah, absolutely guys and uh check out that wrestling check out uh, johnny robles is fighting here in la um in a couple of weeks at one of these local uh casinos so Local guy, Johnny's a beast, and yeah. um, he's a couple fights away from getting a big contract, so I'm excited for him, man. Really? When, when's his fight? Uh, a week after mine. He's a Friday after mine, so April 10th, I believe. Fuck, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna be at Coachella. Yeah, right. I'm doing right. Coachella, but it's a Friday, right? Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Like I said, my girlfriend knows John, so right on, hopefully man. we can. Hopefully she'll go. I'll convince her this time. There you go. All right, dude. Thanks again. Yeah, Thank brother. You guys Clay. Appreciate it for having me. I'm a holler. All right. For more information about Another Take, please go to anothertake.net. You can find photos and videos from the show and a link to our Spotify page with a playlist from today's episode. 